Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. But you guys know before I get started, I gotta get my mind right, I get in my zone. Let's go, we got a lot to talk about. Man, just because you got your theme music doesn't mean you got to butcher my expression, you know. 
Oh, no. Good evening, fellas. Villain, serious man, it's always a pleasure to step in the kitchen with you guys. And, and Cook, I'm excited to be with you guys. I'm watching uh, watching Lucas Giolito right now, six no-hit innings. So, uh, I, they're going to pull in the pitch counts, but... But uh, we'll, we'll better than watching the Yankees and the Knicks, I know that. Hey, keep well, watching the Yankees tonight, though. Jose uh, Jose Suarez is going to unravel right before your eyes. He's been bad all year, mm-hmm. so Yankees Yankees will be fine, and the Knicks stole a game on the road, so you'll be fine there too. Yeah, that's what I we'll just told see, my older man. brother. We'll he was like, no we'll see, man. We'll, we'll 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 talk about the Knicks probably tomorrow, man. I definitely wanted to. Uh, get focused on the football, man. There is a lot to discuss, man. Um, villain, I, I, I tell you what, man. You mentioned it to me offline, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll leave with it. Jalen Hurts gets the bag, and it's got to be the biggest bag we've ever seen. Quarterback gets a two hundred uh, $255 million deal for five years, mm-hmm. 175 guaranteed. Um I don't even know where to begin with that. First of all, shout out to him um, and his agent, you know, uh, for, for, for getting that deal done. But I want to kind of spin this um, multiple different ways. And, Mr. Harvey, I'm glad you're here, too. You can discuss it with us. Um, did Jalen Hurts really deserve that big of a bag? And I, and I, and I preface by saying that. When you look at the highest-paid quarterbacks or the highest-paid players in the league, you're supposed to have actually won something um, for, for for that check to be blank as it was for Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes, the brothers got a championship ring to his name. Um, there, there are other quarterbacks that, that got championship, you know, rings to the name. Um, and again, I'm not hating on Jalen Hurts for getting his bag, but damn, they literally backed up the Brinks truck and said, do what you want with it, man. So again, how do you feel about the deal? And if you want to throw this little caveat in, in, in your description and how you feel about it, what does that, what does this deal actually mean going forward for people like, a Joe Burrow who's going to be coming up here in a in a year or so. You're talking about a Jalen, not a Jalen Hurts, but a Justin Herbert who's going to have to get paid here in, in, in a couple of weeks. And we still have um, this quarterback in Baltimore who's searching for his deal as well. Kind of give me your feel on that. Well, I mean, first of all, it sounds like you're kind of hating a little bit because I, I don't know many quarterbacks that won a Super Bowl then got the bag. It, it's really you get the bag. Before you get your sec- when you get your second contract, uh, or, or or before that, right? So, listen, I, I don't want to get too much into how this ripple effect is. Yeah, I want to give shout outs to Jalen Hurts. I don't know any quarterback in the league that deserves this bag more than Jalen Hurts, and not because, not I mean, you know, he he deserves it because. He had an MVP caliber season, or from where this kid came from, where we were on these shows together talking about him at Alabama getting benched for Tua, not leaving right away, stayed at the school one year, sat behind Tua, came into the national championship game, won the game for him with Tua went down, 
got drafted in the second round when people said this kid probably should be playing quarterback in the league. He probably should be a, a, a receiver or something like that. Going to a team that, mind you, Carson Wentz got his back, right? He, he was paid to be their starting quarterback for the next 10, 12, 15 years. Jalen Hurts just came in as a second rounder, did his business, and then eventually got to be the starter, you know, won the job, and then, you know, improved, you know, after getting beat up in the playoffs by Tom Brady, came back the next year, improved, took this team to the – him being a character guy, being a leader. Nobody deserves this bag more than Jalen Hurts. Shout-out to him. Shout-out to his team, all-female team that negotiated this deal, the first in history to negotiate a deal this big. There's so many implications about the whole structure of this deal, how, you know, it was done by all-female cast. You know, it goes to a guy that was a second-rounder that probably wasn't going to be, you know, nobody thought he'd be in the league this long. You know, it, it now it makes him one of six, six highest-paid, you know, quarterbacks in the league, it's the highest paid quarterback, but of those highest paid quarterbacks, six of them are black African-American quarterbacks. That's huge. There's so many things just around the deal itself that is, is it's huge for them. And, and listen, for the Eagles, they signed their guy. They got him the money he wanted, but it's also a team-friendly deal that they can, you know, they put into bonuses so now they can build a championship team around them. It's a blueprint for all these teams to build around their quarterback. There's so many things that's really good about this deal, and and we'll get to how that ripples to everybody else in league. But shout out to Hurts. He, nobody deserves this more than him for what he's gone through and where he is now. You know what? I, I definitely agree with you. And again, I didn't want to come off. And again, um, Mr. Harvey, and I'll get to you in a second. I, I didn't want to come off like I didn't feel as though he deserved to, to get paid. Um, again, with, with everything you lined up and you know everything you mentioned, um, there's been a there has not been a more humble, a more upright standing guy um, who has taken uh, his lumps and, and kept on going. The thing that baffled me is just the amount of money that was paid. Like, good God, like five years, two hundred and fifty five mil. That's a lot of bread for a guy who manages just to get to a Super Bowl. Again, I'm not negating that. Again, this is gonna come off like I'm I'm, I'm poo-pooing on this man's parade, and I and I, I don't want that to be the the underlying. I mean, it, 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 you know, is. Tone. it kind of is. Kind of is. That's really not my point. I'm just like, God, <laughs> like what in the world? Like, here's the thing, if Next man Jalen up. Hurts got, well, Jalen Hurts got $255 mil for getting to a Super Bowl and winning and, and, and losing. My thinking process is before him was Joe Burrow. What's that contract going to look like? Then it's going to be Jalen. This is going to be Justin Harbert. And then on down the line, on down the line, like, I mean, Dang, like people are sitting there tripping and moaning at the fact that Deshaun Watson reset the market, um, and then a season later, Jalen Hurts goes goes and does it. Like, Mr. Harvey, I'll I come to you, man. Like, 
Jalen Hurts gets the bag, rightfully so. What say you, my guy? Well, first of all, let's be clear. Deshaun Watson got $230 million for never really making out the first round of the playoffs. I mean, maybe he made the second round one year. But uh, you want to talk about uh, not much postseason success or not winning. Uh, and then even after sitting out a year, uh, that's a much more irresponsible contract. Um, and then, yeah, Joe Burrow is going to get his money. Uh, he's gone as far as Jalen Hurts has gone. No further yet. And uh, Justin Herbert, uh, there's all this potential, but show me what he's won. I'll wait. Uh, but so real quick on Jalen, man, like uh, a couple things. So all respect in the world to to Jalen Hurts, right? Like I look at it and I say, like, he's a coach's son. He was successful in high school. He goes to college. He does really well at Alabama, pulled in the national championship game. So he took him to a national title championship game. Um Gets pulled at halftime. We know the story. Loses the quarterback job the next year, but then comes and bails him out in the conference championship game. Was a consummate professional. And then after talking with his coaches at Alabama, goes to Oklahoma to continue to develop as a passer. Um, Shows some success at the pro level. The disrespect to him and to his all-female team I was reading something this week where uh, one big-name agent was like, she's cute and all, but if it don't work out with the female, like, give us a call. We'd love to represent mm-hmm. you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, who's, look who's like, – Jack Johnson said it in a song. Y'all might not know who Jack yeah, Johnson yeah. is. But Jack, but Jack wow. Johnson said – I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see that, Mike. Yeah, but Jack Johnson says, look who's laughing now. Look yeah, who's laughing now. That's, that's disrespectful, uh, uh, man. Uh, uh, yeah. And at, and at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts showed some flashes. They went to the playoffs, and they actually competed okay against Tampa. You knew they weren't quite ready yet. Um, but I believe if he had been a white quarterback, and, and I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit hole, but I believe if he had been a white quarterback, you wouldn't have read so much about this is a prove-it year for him and he can't make it as a passer. Mm. Uh, because – it's not like his passing stats were terrible last year. Yet this year he showed a tremendous amount of improvement and even fought through some shoulder injuries late in the year. And we saw what that team looked like without his escapability uh, when you had to put Gardner Minshew back there. Um, so he deserves every bit of this. Kudos to his team, as, as you said, Barry, a minute ago, uh, for being able to do this. I like that it's it's groundbreaking in a lot of ways. See black quarterbacks doing this. See female uh, agents negotiating this deal. You know, we are breaking new ground and we're doing things that have never been done um, in the National Football League. And the other thing that I'll say is, you mentioned it, Burroughs deal, Herbert's deal coming up. The price for franchise quarterbacks is not going down, fellas. It's going to continue to climb. Uh, so you go ahead and lock this guy up. He did enough. You believe he's the future of your franchise. Um, I think he's a tremendous leader, and I think he deserves this bag, to be quite honest with you. You know, you look and say 55, 255 over five years, you know, the guaranteed money 
is what 180, 179.3, or something. So it's still a it's still a great it's a it's a hell of a bag for this man. Uh, kudos to him for being able to get it. And I think that to Barry's point, they can continue to build a team around him. Uh, this contract is set in such a way that it doesn't have to dominate your salary cap to the point to where you can't build a contender and win. And as Mm -hmm. much as, as much as I, you know, look at uh, other teams in that division and look at one in particular that Barry tends to be a fan of and say they're on the come up, like this Eagles team isn't going anywhere. Uh, And they're going to be back. They have some, some, some things to replace, but Jalen Hurts is a winner. He's won everywhere he's ever gone. And kudos to the Eagles because they haven't had a quarterback like this since Donovan McNabb. And if you find your franchise guy, we've talked about this over and over again, how hard it is to find him. And that's why you have so many teams that are constantly searching, and that's why people overpay for quarterbacks in the draft. And that's why you know teams draft guys that hoping they can fix them or whatever else. You, you have a few franchises every year that are set at the quarterback position, and all the rest are just continuing to search. So if you think you got your guy, you do what you got to do to lock him up and keep him. Uh, kudos to the Eagles. And, and, you know, this is a win-win for everybody involved. And, you know, listen, I'm proud to see a black quarterback get the back. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely saw you, man. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how – you know, again, I, I keep mentioning the ripple effect, and, you know, rightfully so. I mean, Jalen Hurts definitely deserves, um, you know, to, to get paid what, what, what he's worth. Greenwood is in the building. Mr. Controversy himself, man. You hear what the discussion is, my guy. Jalen Hurts gets the bag. Talk to me about it. How you feel? Um, so it is well-deserved. I'll start with that. Um. The question is how this affects the team long uh, long term. I've been beating this drum for years, and the league still hasn't changed. That the quarterback position is now, um, I would almost argue, overpaid for um, for the value that you get. It's because of the rarity of the position. I understand that, but um, right now quarterbacks are taking up upwards of 20% of the salary cap. Um, and when you look at the rest of the, like, teams with adequate rookie quarterbacks um, can are adequate quarterbacks at rookie contracts can basically set the market at almost every other individual position, which should not be on a 53-man roster. This is my opinion, but it's not anything against Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is just following a long tradition of guys going out there and resetting the market. And Jalen Hurts is any different than any of these other guys. Um, And then when um, Joe Burrow gets his contract up, he's going to reset the market as well. And it's going to continue until – um, the percentage of cap gets to the point where it is completely unattainable as opposed to moderately unattainable. Um, but it does give the Philadelphia Eagles one more year of um, 
of, I would say, Super Bowl readiness for the for the one year um, for this first year, and then they have to succeed drafting because when you have that quarterback and you are able to um, pay him a record-setting deal, you now have to make up that cap space um, via the draft. That is just the truth of the matter. And um, I have not extended these since um, the Tom Brady discussion, but I do know for from 2000 to, um, to 2021, very few, I would say less than 10% of the quarterbacks um, were a top five cap, um, cap number quarterback in those years that they won the Super Bowl. The years after the years after that, and a lot of them made it there, but when we're talking about Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, the, um, the, the numbers are spellbinding for the top five quarterbacks um, as far as cap numbers goes. It, it's not particularly good. Um, that's not to say that Hurts won't do that, but it just seems um, questionable about the trend, I guess. Okay, all right, cool. I mean, I feel you, man. Like, I, honestly, man, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have a lot of questions to, to, to answer. Um, and the one thing that I do like about how they've been about to, been about doing business is they tend to be able to build via the draft. Um, so um, curious to see how they how, how they address these, these key issues. I mean, we're, we're having a, a, a draft show starting next Monday. Um, and I'm pretty sure uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Philadelphia Eagles at, at that particular point. Call the number is 929-477-2759. Um, speaking of draft, um, there's going to be a new owner potentially in the draft room this next week as you watch the Commanders and Dan Snyder did agree to sell the team um, to – uh, Josh Harris and and company, if you will, this is the same group um, that owns uh, a couple of teams. I believe he owns the Philadelphia Eagles, the New Jersey Devils. Um, he has, you know, uh, a share of I think the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Um, so it looks like all all signs point to uh, this thing being over. I'll say my my, my opinions for last based off of the fact that you guys know where. I rest my head at currently, um, but uh, villain, I, I start with you on this one, man. Your division rivals' uh, worst nightmare seems like it's over. Uh, we've all said that the Commanders, Washington Football Team, uh, whatever you want to call them, if you will, will never win as long as Dan Snyder is the owner. Uh, that seems to be coming to an end probably as early as the next owners' meetings in May. What say you, man? Yeah, good riddance to to this clown. I mean, you know, he is, you know, taking a proud franchise um and run it into the ground. And and it's like everything that you could think of that he's done and, and that we can go through, 
It's like the last thing you think of, oh, the fact that they haven't won, right? Like in, since he took over the team. It's like you hear all these stories of, of like the, the million-dollar payoff to, to, to people to, to uh, hush money, the, the secret video that he wanted uh, of tryouts from cheerleaders that, you know, at risque, you know, video and, and called it, I forget what it was called, the, the great shots or something like that, some, something he called it. Um, you know, the, the, the trying to bankrupt season ticket owners that couldn't pay the, their, their annual fee, like, almost took them to court. It's like the stuff that this guy has done in, in Washington is just deplorable. And the fact that, oh, yeah, this proud franchise that's won three Super Bowls hasn't won, a, barely won. I don't think they've won a playoff game since he's taken over the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's sad that a guy like this, you know, gets to sell the team outright and pocket a pretty good, a pretty handsome payoff. You know, it's a team that some people don't think is worth $6 million, $6 billion, I mean, and then he's going to get that money. And it's like, you look at it, and it's like, why would this franchise that hasn't won anything, um, he, he, he foobarred the whole transition from the team formerly known as the Redskins to the Commanders. I, I hate the name the Commanders, but he should have changed it years ago, didn't want to, wanted to play hardball about it, finally does. It drops the ball where it should be like probably the Red Wolves or something even better, and, or the Generals, whatever. And, and and this guy that's done all this stuff gets to pocket a nice uh, lump sum for selling this team. It's like the rich get richer, but this guy, the, you know, I hope this. I hope it's Magic Johnson's group. It's not final. They got to vote on it. There's another offer on the table, but we hope it's a man of color. Uh, he's not the lead guy. It's it's um, Josh Hart, right? Or Josh Harris? I mean, sorry. Uh, he's the he's the main guy, but. Matthew Johnson's on the board, and that would be a great move uh, for for uh, minorities and, and men of color uh, to be able to, you know, have a voice at that table. So, good riddance. Uh, don't let the the Lord hit you where he splits you. You know, I mean, good, goodbye. And, and uh, right. guys, I don't want to see. I just hope we don't ever ever have to hear from him again. It's supposed to be. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Good Lord splits you. Good Lord, sure enough. I was saying, I was trying to do it like Mike. I was trying to do it like the the episode of Martin when he threw the pastor out of his house. Yeah, man. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you guys I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. watched Martin. Don't let the good Lord split you where he shows. Yeah, it's like you know. Caution with magic, though. Like I, I, I want to see a black man on the ownership team too. And maybe because it's not basketball, it won't be a problem as much. But you better be careful with magic because he got this. Listen, they try to get him with tampering with everything. So magic will have to not. He can tweet about basketball all he wants, but he'll have to like not be putting out social media posts about one certain football players because uh, that just seems to be a problem that magic ran into a bunch of times. Uh, in the NBA. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, Mr. Harvey, I mean, give me your position on it. I mean, obviously with, with, with Magic being, you know, involved and, you know, uh, according to what I'm understanding, there's, there's a couple other names, but 
uh, probably will be added to this ownership group um, should they win the win the bid. But what, what say you about this whole thing with the commanders finally being sold? I mean, as far as Dan Schneider goes when it comes to this league, I say good riddance to bad rubbish. Like, let's let's find a way to get him out of here. Um, you know, the the sad thing is, you know, he has a chance to profit a lot, a lot of money from the sale of this team. I mean, we're talking maybe, what, 4 or $5 billion or something crazy? Like, I mean – Several yeah. hundred million or whatever, whatever it is, like that doesn't seem like much of a punishment to me, at all. And so, um, whether it be indictments or whatever else, I, 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 I hope that when this happens, that all these people that you just mentioned—the season ticket holders, cheerleaders, anybody that had complaints against him or whatever else. I hope that these people uh, go the civil route and try to take as much of this profit that he gets back from this team as they possibly can. Uh, because to me, at the end of the day, uh, he – listen, he may not get to own a team anymore. I think that's better uh, – obviously better for this franchise and better for the league not to have him in it. But at the end of the day, it just – it's not much of a punishment, you know, like – because you look at it and, once again, this guy is going to turn a really handsome profit out of it. And so that's that's the only part of the whole deal that really bothers me, that really uh, doesn't pass the smell, uh, if you will, um, in this whole thing. So uh, that just that's not sitting well with me right now. Uh, but at the same time, uh, short term, let's just get him out of here so we can – move on and the league can be better off without him. But uh, I, like I said, that that's just the one part of it that's not fair or just to me. Yeah, I actually agree with, uh, with you and what Dylan said on it. Uh, Greenwood, I, I'll come to you next, sir. Um, Dan Snyder sells his team. Uh, well, they agreed to a deal in principle. Um, you know, there's still a possibility that you know, a, another person can come through and offer more money or whatever the case may be. Obviously, Bezos is still out there. And um, this Greek gentleman, Mr. A, is what I called him before. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to butcher it. He's still in, in the mix, and uh, whoever else may want to come through. But it seems like everything is pointing towards Josh Harrison and, 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 his, and, and his team. Uh, what say you about the front, the sale of the commanders and how it pertains to the rest of the NFL? It's official, gentlemen. The worst owner in sports is now James Dolan. Um, but at the end of the day, it was a long time coming. It, Dan Snyder should have been forced to sell the team years ago. Um, it's about time the league – got off their um off their laurels and decided to get this guy out of the league. He was bad for the league, he was bad for business, and well, he was bad for the league's image. So the fact it doesn't matter who they sell the team to. I I I honestly believe that. Um as long as they're a reasonable candidate 
it's going to be good for the league. It's going to be good for the commanders because they're probably going to start turning the team around. Um, so, yeah, this is this is good for everybody who's not in the um, not in the division with the with the uh, the Washington football team because I mean I do I do want to give Snyder some credit he. Um, there was definitely times when he was willing to spend the capital to try to make the team good, but just the black eyes that he put on the um, on the league do not um, do not balance that out. I guess. Okay, I mean, I, I'll feel you. You know, I, I think we're a clean sweep here, um, but for me, this this kind of it, it hits home. You know, what I'm saying again. I, I, I live literally three minutes from where the commanders practice here in Ashburn, Virginia. You know, I can literally throw a rock from my balcony and hit the front door where they where they work out at every day. So, and for for me, when the news broke last week, um, everybody and their mom were dancing and throwing parties and buying Bye Bye Dan t-shirts and drinking F.U. <laughs> Snyder beers. I mean, it's it, it, it's crazy. They're literally popping champagne at the one championship game out here. Um, and again, I, I get it. I get it. You know, this was, this, this was a very proud franchise. Um, they really went about their business the, the, the right way for, for the longest time. Um, and then for, you know, for whatever reason, Dan Snyder buys the team and the, 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 the insanity ensues. But here's my question as, as a retort, okay? I, I heard this, you know, as I was working today. Um, I almost feel as though if you are the new owner and the new, you know, team or whatever the case may be, you actually have to go through a whole new rebranding, if you will. And I think at the end of the day, the reason why I feel as though you need to actually rebrand is because, like, you want to get rid of that bad stench. It's like a a new relationship, if you will. You don't keep around, you know, the old clothes and the and the jewelry and and the cologne and the perfume uh, of the old girlfriend or the old boyfriend. That stuff gets thrown out and you go out and you buy new stuff. Um, and there's such an evil, heinous stench around anything that Dan Snyder touched. I almost feel as though once Josh Harris and this group come in and take over, um, you have to go through a new rebrand. You, you, you have to get the team out of Maryland and move it to D.C. or, or Virginia. Um, there's going to be a lot of of logistics and things that have to go on, but no matter how much it costs, no matter what you have to do, the fact of the matter is Dan Snyder is no longer the owner of the commanders, and I think that's a great thing. Um, I hope and pray that those those, those, those former employees that, uh, had lawsuits against him. Uh, continue to fight for their for for their justice or for whatever it is that they're looking for. 
Um, one of the things that I heard about today, <clears throat> again, as I was handling business, was the fact that these 40-plus uh, former employees, all women, if you will, are still planning on pursuing that. Um, again, to Mr. Harvey's point, um, I hope they take him for as much as they can take him for. You know, you're never going to be able to, you know, get that time back, those feelings, those emotions, you know, all that stuff that you went through will never be erased. But, however, if you can rest your head at night knowing that justice was indeed served and the best possible outcome for your situation was to get some type of financial compensation for him to be potentially locked up or whatever the case may be, um, I hope it brings these women um, and these former employees uh, a little bit of peace and, and resolution to the particular problem and to what they went through. Um, I, we can move on. So, Did anybody else have anything to so, say? No, I, I, I want to click on that real quick because I agree with you. Um, I, 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 if I watch this team, I, I would do everything in my power to get rid of the commander's name and just start over and give it a real I, – I don't know anybody that really was happy with the, the name commanders. I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I know Mike and, and, and Controversy keep me honest. So, but I, I know I didn't like it. So I would rebrand, you know, I know it would cost a lot of money, but who cares? You just paid $6 billion for the team to give a damn, right? I mean, honestly, my thing is, from my, from my knowledge, Snyder could not build a stadium or could not get a, a stadium built because of him, because nobody wanted to deal with him. Nobody Correct. wanted him to, to to be in that that whole um that whole deal, right? So the new ownership mm-hmm. should be able to get a stadium built either in Virginia or preferably in D C where they belong. So um, you know, that stadium that they are in is old, it it it's beat up, right? So I think right. ownership would probably make a deal that, hey, if I got this team, you know, I want a new stadium and I want to, you know, you know, give the, the fans and the city and what have you everything they deserve. And I think it would be a great thing for the D.C. area. Um, so I think that's a that's a win-win for not only the fans but the city uh, of Washington in, in that whole area. So it's a great thing. It's a great it's a great story. But yeah. There's just a lot of good things with Daniel Snyder being gone. I liken it to, um, uh, it's you know, that whole Ebenezer Scrooge, that the whole story of yeah. Christmas Carol when um, he died, and, and when the ghost of Christmas future came and showed him his future, and he died, and people were happy that he died because that you know their debts were forgiven, they got to steal all this stuff out of his house. You know, all this stuff, it's kind of like that with Daniel Snyder selling his team. Like, a lot of people are benefiting from this clown being gone. So, it, it, it's just, it's amazing to me. Well, I, I, I wanted to kind of get some color on that as it pertains to the, the, the stadium. So, a, a, a lot of people, and again, Dylan, you, you hit the nail on the head, a lot of, a lot of political affiliates, if you will, um, said that they do not want to work with Dan Snyder. Uh, Fairfax yes. County, Loudoun County, D.C. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of people um, in, in, in positions of power in, in government 
that said they refused to give Dan Snyder the the capital and the, the money that he was asking for to build a stadium there. The moment, and again, I, I, I kid you not, the sale became, I don't want to say quote-unquote final, but the, 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 the sale became apparent and everything on Thursday. Literally every day on Sports Talk Radio out here, they've been talking about the possibility of a new stadium and where it could be etc 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 um they had a they had, they had both a republican and democrat um representative on the on, on the radio show talking about how they would love to work with mr harrison and his and, and his new team about the possibility uh, of having their particular county their particular jurisdiction be the location of the stadium they had those exact same two people on about 18 months ago, and they said there was no way on God's green earth they would have a stadium because Daniel Snyder's name would be attached to it. So the simple fact that Daniel Snyder is gone and being out of the situation, it provides more jobs for these people because wherever you build a stadium, you're going to have to staff it with workers. It provides cash revenue for that county because you're going to have to build around it. Uh, obviously, you're gonna have to worry about you know knowing how to get there and this that and the third. Like everything is made better in the state yeah. of Virginia right now, and 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 in DC, if you will, all because this clown is no longer owning the thing. So again, can they can they force them with the sale? Serious? Can they force them with the sale to pay off these people that he's wronged? Can they make that part of the deal? Uh, I, I I I don't think they can because this is like the, 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 these are two separate situations. Like that's like saying you know what you can you know let's, let's say you get a ticket for for speeding, but you know you missed out property tax, you know, and you don't pay your property tax on your vehicle. You can't go pay the speeding ticket and use the money for the speeding ticket on the property tax. You got to do two separate transactions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, I, again, this this is what I'm saying. Based off what I'm understanding, again, we're going to move on here in a minute. The the, the 40 yeah. employees that have filed suit are continuing their fight. Like, they're continuing to pursue. They're continuing to get the documents released from uh, the, 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 the report from, from the young lady who, you know, reported on it. They're, 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 they're continuing to put the, the pressure on the NFL, let's keep in mind, let's not forget, these same people are, are suing the NFL and Roger Goodell because of the cover-up that the NFL engaged in by not, you know, holding these guys to task for what they were saying. This is a massive cover-up. This is why, again, Chandler, I, I, I love my guy to death. He, he, he is the king of, of you know, you know, I don't say controversy, but he, he, he's a king of conspiracy. But with this particular situation, he's spot on because the NFL covered this stuff up and, and, and protected Dan Snyder and protected the owners and protected, you know, this, this, this heinous guy from, 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 doing this, from, from, from doing this stuff. And now that this all come to light, they're trying to hide behind, well, let's go ahead and get him out of here. And maybe by getting him out of here, this will all go away. Nah, 
you did these people wrong, you did these females dirty, and you should be held accountable for it. So I, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that they're continuing to push, push this, and, you know, he's going to have to show up in court, and when that report finally gets finalized and, they, they ha- you know, everything gets brought to light, then it, it, it's going to get really, really messy for Dan Snyder. Exactly. Yeah. Call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Lots and little sports city chef. Um, I wanted to switch gears here um, and, and talk about a couple of things that you know took place on, around the league over the last week or so. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs um, decided to sign Blaine Gabbert uh, to to a backup quarterback position to kind of back up uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I wanted to also mention that DeMar Hamlin um, has begun resuming football activities. Um, OTA started for a lot of teams today. I actually see me this weekend. He, you know, says that he is able and is on the track to return to football. Um, and, And controversy, I wanted to start with you. We all knew what happened in that January game. Um, to see him make a full recovery um, like that and, you know, talk about not only recovering and living a full life, but getting back to the game he loved um, in football. Um, you know, what, what, what's your position on it? I, I, I personally feel as though it may be, I don't want to say a quote-unquote mistake because I, I, I can't unsee what I saw, but the man is able to get back in the gym, work out, play football again. What say you about the situation with DeMar Hamlin? So it's a great story. I mean, not just for um, for Hamlin and his um, and his full recovery, which is almost miraculous. By like, I'm not a medical expert by any stretch, but to have what happened to him and have him recover in a little over a year's time is um is almost miraculous to be completely honest with you um if he wants to continue to play football then god feed to him you know if he didn't if he wanted to hang it up and say i had a close call and i don't want to do it again i would respect that too but at the end of the day it's it's he made the he did everything he could do and more to try and return to the field. And if he wants to do that, that's his decision. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I feel you. I feel you. I, again, I, I'm a, uh, I, I'm a person first, an NFL analyst second, and I, it, it, it just was going to be extremely awkward and painful um, for me to unsee what I saw and for him to be out there again in a position uh, where he can take that type of a hit again. Uh, I'm not sure, Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you next. I'm not sure if you, you know, read the report or, or heard him talk about it. Literally, he said the situation was he got hit in the exact spot where literally, you know, you have a couple minutes before you literally flatline. Um, and again, this is football, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure he'll have some type of protective padding over his, his sternum, whatever the case may be. But, I mean, would you really want to see DeMar Hamlin out there, you know, tackling, 
you know, people and covering kicks or whatever again, or would you much rather him do something else um, around the game? Well, you know, and at the end of the day, it's up to him. The one thing that scares you, like, you think about, and I understand it's a different sport, but you think about boxers. Uh, like, once they get knocked out, they're susceptible to having that button pushed again, right, and getting dropped again. Now, some come back even after getting dropped and still put together impressive careers like Manny Pacquiao and other guys. So I really worry about it. But I know this guy has, you know, played the game for a, long, for a while. I, you know, I sat there. I went out with a friend of mine to watch the, uh, to watch the Monday Night Football game and saw how this turned out and saw how everything stopped. And, you know, thanks to the paramedics and people on the scene that were able to, you know, if people had not been so quick to be at his side and they didn't have all the personnel that they had on hand, I mean, we may be not talking about this man. It might have had a lot of other, uh, I guess, more depressing things to say in the aftermath of that incident on Monday Night Football. Uh, I'm like you. I'm a person first and an analyst second. And so there's a part of me that's like, yo, bro, like, (laughs) that was a close call, bro. Like, you know, maybe you ought to do something else. But at the same time, like, this guy's worked his butt off to make it to that level. This is what he knows and really wants to compete. And if he wants to have this be his comeback story, because you know there's got to be family and other people in his ear saying, yo, you can do something else. (laughs) Um, But if this is something that he's passionate about and really wants to do, like, um, I I don't think it's anybody's place just to tell him no. Like, you can't. And, you know, me on a a personal story, like, um, after a few injuries or a few little things or honestly people not believing in capabilities or whatever, like sometimes you got to defy those expectations. And if that's where your heart is and that's what you have a love for and that's what you really want to do, like, yo, bro, chase your dream and go ahead. Like, uh, Godspeed, I pray for you. I hope it really works out. You know, I hope we're not talking about another tragedy involving this guy, like, in the future. But, you know, if that's what his heart's in and that's what his love is, like, by all means, bro, like, chase your dreams and more power to you. And, and I hope it works out for you. So let me ask you this question uh, to, to double-click on what you said, and then Zilla, I, I'll come to you next. And um, But, Mr. Harvey, my, 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 my follow-up is this. When we sat here on, on, on these very airways during the season and, and, and Tua was going through his situation with the concussions and uh, we all saw his fencing pose that, you know, took place on Thursday night, and we all sat here and was like, dude, you shouldn't play ever again. Um, and then he went back out there and, and got reconcussed. Like, we all sat there and said, somebody has to be in his ear telling him to let it go. And, you know, I understand that this is your dream, but, you know, sometimes bad things happen to good people. Um, and you got to, yeah. you know, think about, you know, your life after football, like, would you so oh, here's the difference. Here's the difference to me there, uh, serious and that I, I like that you brought that up. 
But with Tua, we're talking about multiple times and multiple incidents in which this is this has happened. Uh, if this guy goes out and and has some sort of major concussion or some sort of injury and this happens again, then I think a lot of people need to tell him no, like you don't need to be doing this, because I do think we got to be careful of, of double standards if that makes sense. But at the same time, like this is to me, this is kind of a a freak accident it's not necessarily something that's susceptible to to happen again uh when i look at a situation like Tua, i'm seeing multiple concussions um and then obviously with every concussion that you have um you run the risk of it having more serious long-term effects cte and other things down the line um that being said if I'm the team, I bring this guy back into practice. I watch him work out, and I see what he's looking like, and I'm watching for any signs of sluggishness, and I'm watching for any signs of him not necessarily being that same guy that he was. And if he doesn't appear to be you know, executing at that same level or he's missing things that he didn't miss before and whatever else, and I'm seeing signs that maybe he's not ready or maybe this isn't a good idea, then maybe even as a coach or as anything else, I maybe try to step in and say, no, nah, bro, like, you know, this is not what you need to be doing, right? So uh, I think that, that the biggest difference to me, serious, is that the concussions happen multiple times and not it wasn't just a one-off type deal. If you come back off of one concussion or one injury and you want to come back and try it again, I say more power to you. But if you start having repeat things that happen multiple times, uh, then at some point, like, how many times do you need to touch that stuff before you realize it's hot? Right, right. Villain, I'll come to you, man. I mean, you see the situation with with DeMar Hamlin wanting to come back and and, and give this football thing a go. Um, Again, we can't unsee what we saw. you know, I, I honestly, I wish him all the best, but at the end of the day, um, you know, what, what say you, sir? I mean, I just, I can't, I, I can't, but, you know, what's your opinion on it? Yeah, I mean, it was one of the scariest things that we, we saw that, you know, and one of the scariest things that I saw on a football field probably since, I mean, I go back to, um, you know, I think it was, Oh God, the the guy that broke his leg on Monday Night Football against the Forty ers I can't remember his name, but that that was a long that was like when the Earth stood still, um, kind of moment. Michael Irving laying on the turf in, in Philadelphia, the old Veterans uh, Stadium. Um, you know, going back to stuff like that when I was younger. So, Reggie Brown, uh, Dennis uh, Dennis Spur, Mark yeah, Utley, yeah. those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I remember watching, um, you know, from the Jets, the defensive lineman. Um, Dennis Burr. You know, when he was – yeah, Dennis Burr, when he was paralyzed on the field, that was some scary stuff. So, I mean, to, to go from that, right, to, these guys never really recovered and got back on the field. I think Burr walked onto the field years later. Um, you know, I'm glad that Daryl Hamlin has the ability to give it a go, and, and he, he has the – he can get back on the field. I, I don't think it's up to me to decide 
if he should be there or should not be there. You know, if he feels like he, I know he's got a lot of medical attention, he's gotten up the best care. Um, they feel like he's at the point where he can get on the field. They wouldn't put him at risk and put him back on the field. Right. So um, I feel it, it's a great story. God is good, man. I don't care what anybody says. You know, fighting on it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you know what you're supposed to say to Jesus, but uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know, but I know what they're supposed to say back to Jesus. Uh, All the time, God is good. Maybe sometimes he's not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's good. I don't know. Listen, uh, listen. But you can't tell me he 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 ain't a miracle worker, and uh, he you know Hamlet has the ability to get back on the field. He can so. I'm praying for him. I'm, I'm rooting for him. You know, everybody was a Bills fan for a while, just rooting for that guy. And, and um, you know, yeah, I, I think Mike said it or or, 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 or you said it, Julius, you know, there might be other things that he could use this platform for outside of football because, you know, he's become such a, a polarizing figure in, in such a good way. But, you know, this is what he wants to do. I think he has – you know, time to, to kind of use that platform and, and bring awareness, um, it, it, but also make change in his community or for other players, what have you. So, um, you know, I, right now it's it's about what he wants to do and how he wants to live his life, and I'm happy for him and I support him. That's right. That's right. I mean, again, I, I just – it's just – I'm all for a, a man, you know – a comeback story and, and, you know, overcoming the odds and everything, you know. But I, I just feel as though this has to be somebody or some people in his corner advising him, you know, again, this is football, I understand, but dude, like, we didn't know if you were going to come home, let alone get up and walk again, and you know. So Sometimes, you know, God gives us a second lease on life and we got to make the most of that opportunity. That doesn't necessarily mean going running back to the thing that unfortunately, you know, caused him to, to, to save you in the first place. But uh, I'm not the preacher but you today, know what, so serious, I'll, I'll, I'll you, know what, serious, you know what, though? Well, for, my, my friends, one of my people told me, man, like, God puts you on this earth and he gives you abilities it gives you a, a, a tool or, or gives you gifts to do what you're supposed to do and it, it, it sure. it's going against his will to not do what you were meant to do and he feels that that's what he's meant to do is play football that's what God gave wow. him the ability to do right like God gave you the ability to play the drums if you didn't do it and you tried to do something else and do what you wanted to do and went against what God had planned for you or set forth for you you're going against that, right? So, right, listen, right, if right. that's what he wants to do, I'm happy for you. Happy for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Call the number is 929-477-2759. Here for the next couple minutes. Um, I wanted to let everybody know uh, here in the building, also those listening, uh, whether you're listening live or listening to us, um, another time, starting next Monday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be having our, our annual Sports City Chef mock draft uh, with myself, Greenwood, these gentlemen here. Uh, we're going to try to go one through whenever uh, we stop, and then uh, we'll pick it back up 
starting on Tuesday, uh, the remaining of the first round. So it's going to be a fun time. Just figured I'll go ahead and plug that um, before we move on. Keeping with the spirit of of the NFL draft, um, there's been a report debunked that the Panthers have not told um, Bryce Young, as, as it was previously reported, that he was going to be this election next week. Um, I call BS on all of that. I definitely think it's going to be Bryce Young, but I guess they got to stay safe. Um, I also saw a mock draft today, Greenwood. I know your ears are perking up. Um, that B. John Robinson uh, did end up going to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in this mock draft, and that Jalen Carter at six went to the Detroit Lions. So I, I, I know you're trying to figure out which fan uh, hat you're going to rock this year. Favorite guys are going to two of your favorite teams. So just got to let you know off the rest. So I am a, I am a really a, a big Jalen Carter guy. Um now, is it? It's entirely possible that his off-the-field issues do make everything crumble, or even some of his work ethic issues that we've heard about. But I, I mean, when you watch the dude on tape, you can tell that he is the dude. Like, there is not another defensive tackle, even remotely as talented as Jalen Carter. So that's what your coach's job is. If your coach can't get a guy with this level of talent to bring himself up to an NFL level, then the coaches have failed too. Now, don't get me wrong, the player failed the most, but that's that's pretty, their job is to teach them and instruct them on how to become professional football players. Not everybody's going to walk onto the football field a professional. You've got to make them that. So that's where coaching comes into play. And sometimes no coaching will work, and that is what it is. But this is a Detroit Lions football team that is searching for um, a time frame in which they can win a Super Bowl. Bijan Robinson and um, Jalen Carter put two players that, as far as talent level, are who walk onto the field on their first day, probably the upper half of the league. And these are also um, two areas in which the Detroit Lions have major questions in. Um, one is for um, the health of, of Swift, yes, they have David Montgomery, who's kind of going to be the Jamal Williams replacement. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at it, um, Swift has not been able to stay healthy for many years. And the only thing that the Detroit Lions did not address adequately in free agency was the defensive tackle position. So those two positions... I would not be mad at at all. Let's just see. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I mean, I I ain't mad at you. You know, honestly, I I 
I'm not going to get too much in the draft stuff as that's what we're going to dominate uh, next week where it's leading up to next Thursday's actual NFL draft. Um, and I'm sure between now and then, mocks are going to change, opinions are going to change, stocks going to rise, stocks going to fall. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what all how this all shakes out. Uh, one more news uh, note to, to – to talk about, um, and I don't like to talk about my team too much, but Pittsburgh Steelers did uh, make a trade today for former uh, Chicago Bear and Los Angeles Rams uh, wide receiver Allen Robinson traded him um, for, I believe it was a seventh-round pick, um, and we're going to take on $5 million of, of his remaining contract. So literally we traded a seventh-round draft pick with the L.A. Rams and going to take on five million of his contract to see and to, to, to keep tires on a guy, if you will, um, that may or may not still have something left um, in the tank. Twenty-nine-year-old, uh, experienced wide receiver that that adds some type of—I don't want to say experience or veteran presence in a relatively young wide receiver room. Um, our, our oldest guy in there is Deontay Johnson at this point, and he's in year four. Um, so it's interesting to see how that pans out. Um, villain, I, I, I'll give the floor to you. Anything that you want to talk about before we get out of here, my guy? I mean, I like the move with Allen Robinson. I think if you can – like, if you're not asking him to be your number one, I think Mike said it in our group chat. Like, I think it's a good compliment to the, to the receivers you already have, and I think that kind of eliminates the idea of – Pittsburgh having to draft a receiver in the first or second round. I think they can focus on the offensive line, which is where I think they should be focused. Um, maybe a little secondary help on linebacker help as well, but I, 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 I like the pickup. Um, you know, and then I'm hearing rumors that um, you know, Dexter Lawrence is going to get a bag uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of $90 million. That's the rumor that's going around. Um, but not Barkley yet. Not yet. I think he will get um he'll get a, a better contract than what the um what the franchise tag is, but I wouldn't be surprised if he play had to play with it on for one year and then move on. So we'll see how that pans out. But um, you know, all in all I, I, I you know, it's it's on to the draft. It's gonna be very interesting to see what these teams do in the draft. Alright, I mean I, I I said this to another to another buddy of mine. Um, I feel as though you probably did it the thing backwards. I, I really would love to see you guys pay Saquon and tag Daniel Jones, you know. But, again, I get it. The shelf life of a running back is three to five. He's right at, um, you know, right in the middle there. Um, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Uh, Mr. Hardy, Yeah, but, see, you know, serious, like I said, I said it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, serious. I, I, I said it last week, and TP and I got into a big argument about it. It's like you can franchise the quarterback, but if you think that that's your guy, you have to sign him. You, you get more flexibility with the quarterback position because you can sign him for longer years. Um, spread the money out the cap hit. Look at Hertz's cap hit. I, it doesn't hit thirty million until two thousand sixteen. I mean, start twenty six. I mean, so um, you can make that work. I think with Daniel Jones, the cap hit is, is lower. So, um, but you pay the quarterback, you franchise the running back because he doesn't have a lot of time, man. You know, what I mean, even though uh, Barkley is the best player on the team, you don't have a lot of. You know, the shelf life of a running back is a lot different. So. 
And you talk about a running back that has been hurt a lot of his career. Exactly. And a lot, of, a lot of it is not his fault, but at the same time, you franchise the quarterback, you run the risk of losing that guy. If you really believe you saw enough growth that you're ready to move forward with him as your guy, you got to pay the quarterback. Like that's the hardest position to fill in football. Um, yeah, there's some good, there's some good running, there's some good running backs in this draft. Not even just mm-hmm. uh, the first round guy, but the, you know, when we'll get into them, but like not probably not guys that we'll mention in our mock draft because they're probably not going to go first round. But like the kid from UCLA. Zach Charbonnet, yep. the kid from Tulane, Tyjon Spears. Like, there are some really good running backs in this draft and guys that can really contribute in this league. And you can replace a running back much easier than you can replace a quarterback. And so I, I think the Giants made the right call, to be honest with you. And guess what, Mike? I, mean, I said the exact same thing last week, and Sirius and TP tried to hang me to dry. Like it was like I I was blasphemous saying that I could replace Saquon Barkley. I'm like you it's not like you can replace Saquon Barkley, but you can get a good running back in this in any draft and still get the same level of production as far as like getting rushed like your your offense doesn't have to make that big of a hit because you don't have Saquon Barkley. Like it's just it's not the same with the quarterback. The Jets are still trying to dig out of the Sam Darnold hole and then Zach Wilson hole, and they're about to pay. A, they're about to get a quarterback that's going to give them one year or two years and be right back in the same position with no quarterback. Anyway, I guess I guess that's kind of that's kind of like the. This is where I oddly enough see I tie with TP is that you're giving up on a generational running back for but nobody's giving up on him mid quarterback. But nobody's giving I mean, up on on. You're, you franchise him. You didn't let him walk. You're not giving up on him. If you look at it, though, you're calling him a generational talent that has missed a lot of games and then at times looked like a shell of himself. There are times over yeah. the last two or three seasons that he did not look like a generational talent at all. You can blame it on the health. You can blame it on whatever you want. But there are times that you're looking to replace Saquon Barkley's production when he's still on the roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he made the same thing for Daniel Jones, though. Like, I I mean, up until, uh, up until last year when he got Brian Dable, this dude was pathetic, mediocre at best. Like, his his biggest claim to fame was having a 70-some-odd-yard touchdown, and he gets himself tackled by a blade of grass. Like, when you mentioned Daniel Jones, that's what you thought of. Like, but see, so I, think, I, I, I think the problem, though, is serious. People are trying to compare Daniel Jones to Saquon Barkley. You're comparing Daniel Jones to the market of quarterbacks that were out there this offseason that isn't really that good outside of Lamar Jackson, and then unknowns coming out of the draft that you would have to trade out of the 25 spot to get into. Would you rather have Daniel Jones that you have NFL tape on or Levis? that you don't know if he's going to be that good. Richardson, who everybody's in love with after his pro day, but it's a project. Like, ask the Jets. Like, they thought Zach Wilson at number two was a can't miss. This guy can't get on the field now. You got Daniel Jones in your locker room. 
Like, it's it's not Barkley versus Jones. It's Jones versus the quarterback market and the unknowns that you just don't know about. You pay the quarterback. That's the league. Well, you pay the quarterback. Well, see, here's, here, here's my counter to that. Again, I mean, I, I, I really didn't want to go down this road, but since we're here, let's rock. <laughs> here's the thing. When you look at the quarterbacks that were, that, that were available this offseason, okay, you got the Jimmy Garoppolo's, you got – the Teddy Bridgewaters, you got, the, you got, uh, what's his face, Jacoby Brissett, you got, the list goes on and on and on. Daniel Jones is in that bucket. Period. He was, but he's he, better he's than those guys. Come on. He's no, better than those guys. No, but, but he's, then, but he's no, a dual no, threat. He's better than those guys last year. He was better than those guys last year. Okay, so what have you done for me lately? Okay, so you're trying to tell me over the course (laughs) of his career, okay, you would sit there and say that based off of the course of his career, that negates, excuse me, what he did last year negates what what he's done over the course of his career. Wait, let me ask you because yes, yes, Yes. they don't tell you what, but go ahead, go ahead and finish, go ahead and finish, my bad. Uh, but I mean, you, you paid Jones 160 instead of paying Lamar 200 for five. But it's I not mean, just paying him 200 for five; it's that and giving up two first-round picks to get him, which I would do. But if you got the guy in that you believe in in tow, you pay the guy. I mean, listen, but, but do you, Daniel do you Jones is this better is a, this than all the quarterbacks you rattled off. Do and, you believe and, in Daniel Jones? And he's a and, like. Is, is Daniel Jones winning your team a Super Bowl? That's my question. Is, 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 because is at the end of the Jimmy day, Garoppolo? No, but Lamar Jackson any would. Any team that has a quarterback enter free agency, that is not your quarterback. I'm sorry, you don't believe. If you believe in the quarterback, you pay him. You don't let that quarterback hit free agency. Serious. When Kenny Pickett comes up for a contract, are you giving it to him or not? It depends upon what the market is. No, don't tell me the market. If you believe in Kenny Pickett, you're paying him. If you believe in Kenny Pickett, you're paying him. But I guess that's that's where we disagree. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I I believe in Brian Dable, but if Dable leaves the New York Giants, then – then Danny Dimes is Danny Bitcoin. That's but what you're yeah, paying for him. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this guy's a dual threat guy. Josh Allen took a big step forward, and I'm not saying Daniel Jones is Josh Allen, but Josh Allen took a big step forward when he had Dave as his coach too. And so, who knows? Maybe he can take some of the things that he learned under Dable uh, moving forward. Yes, it sometimes takes guys a little bit longer to develop. Is he as good as he – in the future, is he going to have as good a year next year as he did this past year? Uh, for the Giants' sake, you sure hope so. And I agree. I would have paid Lamar Jackson as well. But I still think, considering the shelf life of running backs and the injury history that Saquon has had, I still think that they made the right move. That's what I mean. Like, you're, you, you paid them $40 million. The cap hit about eighteen. But we're talking about look at J. We opened.
opened the show with Jalen Hurts. And don't don't sit here and tell me I'm comparing Daniel Jones to Jalen Hurts because I'm not doing that. But everybody thought after his second year when he got beat up by Tom Brady in the playoffs, okay, he's a, he's, he's a one-hit wonder. He can only do one thing, run the ball, blah, blah, blah. Daniel Jones did as a dual-threat quarterback with no offensive help outside of Saquon Barkley. Had no receivers, no tight end, a banged-up offensive line, and had a pretty darn good year. In year two, maybe he can improve and be even better because you're going to get him some weapons. You already got him dealing with uh, Darren Waller. You might get him a receiver, what have you. If It doesn't matter if, if you believe in him. Controversy, the Giants believe they have something. If you believe you have a quarterback, you pay him. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this league that got paid and haven't won anything, okay? They haven't won anything. It doesn't mean that they didn't deserve their contract or didn't get paid. If you have a quarterback, you pay him. That's it. That's, it, it it's, it's clear as day. There's a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. They wish they had quarterbacks. You, you're telling me the 49ers, if they had one quarterback, they would have beat the Eagles. They lost four freaking quarterbacks. They lost four of them. They had Danny Dines. I bet you they may have been pretty, they're pretty close in that game against the Philadelphia Eagles. I know they would take Danny Dimes over anybody they had. If you have Can a you quarterback. Go ahead, go ahead. My bad. I, I, I honestly don't think I don't think the 49ers, like if you made that offer right now, I don't think the 49ers would trade Brock Purdy for Daniel Jones. But, you but if you had a quarterback, then it, it, you have a quarterback, you, you have a better chance of winning. 49ers, what they thought they if they thought they had a quarterback, they would win that championship game. Well, yes. If there's no quarterback on the field, then you're absolutely correct. If there's no quarterback on the field, if your quarterback options are Daniel Jones versus Christian McCaffrey, no, it's not even. It's not even. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like you know Daniel Jones or nothing. I'm just saying if you have a quarterback, you have a chance to win in this league. Boy, didn't have a quarterback. They had no chance to win that NFC Championship game. If you have no, a quarterback, my, my, my point is in the my point is that too many teams. Too many teams chase after mid quarterbacks. Look at look at the um, the Kirk Cousins situation. Year after year after year, they try to make to polish the turd that is Kirk Cousins. And then when he was drafted, I was a big <laughs> Kirk Cousins guy, by the way. But they continue right. to polish the turd that is Kirk Cousins. And yeah, but that's their, that's their mistake. That the the Redskins, formerly known as the Redskins, let him go. If you let a quarterback go, you don't believe in him. And, and guess what? Washington hasn't replaced the quarterback since, but I don't think they were wrong on Kirk Cousins. Josh Allen hasn't won anything in this league. He got the coin. Now, I'm not comparing Daniel Jones to Josh Allen, but guess what? Josh Allen got a lot to prove this year. He better start winning some damn playoff games, you know, with that contract. But even still, he got the bag. And I'm telling you, serious, if you believe in Kenny Pickett as your quarterback, you are paying that kid. You're paying him. That's the name but of the game. Cu- but you got a couple of years to decide if you believe in him or not. He's a rookie. and a Right, 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 right. right, right. So you got a so couple that, years to that, decide if you believe him or not. But if he does show over the next two years and, and Tomlin well, yeah, and that organization that. believe they can win with him, they will pay him. Mm-hmm. See, and, 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 and that's my point. You know what I'm saying? Daniel Jones has one year of – successful winning football where 
or you're either finding a way to mortgage a bunch of picks or you're going to tank a season to try to get a, a high draft pick because that's the only way you're going to get a real franchise guy unless somebody slides through the cracks. A guy like Hendon Hooker, for example, uh, who's going to fall in drafts because of his injury um, and his age, but maybe this guy ends up being a franchise guy. But the majority of your franchise quarterbacks are guys that were picked pretty high, even to the point that a guy like Pat Mahomes, who was picked, what, 13 or 14 or whatever he was picked, right, because the Saints were going to grab him. They, they told Drew Brees when he was in that building, right as they were about to make the right before Kansas City made the pick, if he's here, we're drafting him because we know how hard franchise guys are to find him. We expect you to work with him for a year or two, and then you're on your way out. They specifically told him that. We're going to draft this kid if he's there because they know how hard it is to find. And he's he's even an exception to a, to a point. The, the 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 ability to scout and identify these guys is much better. You're not seeing many guys fall through the cracks. The Brock Purdy's, the Tom Brady's, and I'm not saying that Purdy is at that level, but San Francisco believes he really can compete for that job. But those mid-round guys that are going to start a quarterback for a winning team, those guys are few and far between and hard to come by, and you got to have God on your side or something to be able to find one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it to a certain extent. I just feel as though, again, we we we, we can agree to disagree here, and again, we're gonna have all off season and a rest of regular season to talk about it. I I, I will say this: I reserve the right um, to say uh, when Daniel Jones starts effing up, uh, villain, you can't come on here and say nothing. Just, I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> no, I, that's not that's not the point. Nine. That's not the point, Sirius. You're, no, you're telling you're, you're looking at it that Daniel Jones borderline boo boo, and that he's not uh-huh. going to lead him to a Super Bowl, and all that. Yeah, that that could very well be the case. But it's your quarterback. If you believe in your quarterback, you pay him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If, if the 49ers feel like Brock Purdy is their guy, Trey Lance, is on his way out. Why? Because you believe Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan together can bring you a Super Bowl. Why? It's the quarterback. It doesn't matter if Daniel Jones doesn't live up to the contract. That's, I, I, I'm not disputing that that's not going to be the case. I don't know if it is. But I know it's hard to find a quarterback. We went from a, a guy that won two Super Bowls here to possibly looking, uh, going back into the draft to find another quarterback, and you got somebody here that you think can work with, you can win with. And what after I'm one saying, year, who cares? And what I'm saying is you're still searching. That's you could, you could very like, well could be. You very well could be. But this, you, guess what? You, you might the be still searching too, too, straight years. The Colts have been searching for four straight years. The Jets still have not replaced Chad Pennington for crying out loud. They haven't replaced anybody. They had Sanchez come through here. They had Fitzmagic. They drafted Sam Darnold. They drafted Zach Wilson. Correct. And again, again, they gave all these guys contracts, and they still F the bet. And what I'm telling you is, yeah. I don't think it's hard I, I, to I, I, find I a quarterback. So, so I mean, to to the Jets' credit, though, they did not they did not give Zach Wilson a contract. They gave 
Mark Sanchez a contract? Why would you give him a contract? A draft pick. Well, that's my point. Is why would you give him the contract? He wasn't good. But why wouldn't you? I, but you can't compare Zach Wilson to Daniel Jones. That's not fair. I mean, Zach well, Wilson I, I think, is in I think the, the, app, the most apt the most apt comparison that I can give you, and and I and I mean this like just pure talent, whatever, is once again Kirk Cousins. Daniel right. Jones is Kirk Cousins. He is incredibly mid. He will can he will be he will be what Dable makes him, and but from my perspective, let's 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 just go out in crazy land and say that the Giants made the decision to give up two first and two seconds to jump to the number one overall pick. Just let's just would it be better for Dable to? start day one with a guy and build him up to what he can make him as opposed to spending $140 million on Daniel Jones. You're losing What do you know about pitch. Stroud or Bryce Young? You know that in college they were really darn good. What do you know about them in the pros? After the first year, you know people thought Trevor Lawrence ever, after the first year, people thought Trevor Lawrence was a bust. I'm telling you, I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is Jalen Hurts. But after that playoff beating to Tom Brady, you could have said Jalen Hurts was incredibly mid. Easily said that. You would you yeah, think you did that was the last thing he you did that know. I would have said that he didn't deserve didn't then yeah, but he had time on his contract left. So if but his contract is, ended your time on the contract it's we're talking. You got to throw out the first couple of years. We had shitty coaches, okay? You can't tell me those coaches that we had, Joe Judge, and and the bum before him. I don't even want to say his name right now. You can't tell me that that was a fair assessment of what you got, okay? It doesn't is matter it, what is point it Gary, the quarterback is. going to be mad at you, Barry. I know, I know. She, she, I talked to her today. I know. We actually had Bible study before I got on the call, and you know. Here, here I am. <laughs> so here, listen, you got to understand. Like it doesn't matter what point of the the contract he's in. Jalen Hurts was incredibly mid after that first round loss. What thirty thirty something to nine against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Nobody thought we were going to get this for him, the highest paid quarterback ever. I'm not saying Daniel Jones is on that level. I'm not comparing those two. But we can't say because of what we saw, that's what he is. He has potential to grow. He can get better. He can. So you I just, I so if so, you believe, so you, so you it doesn't matter him. who he is. If you believe in him, you pay him. That's it. That's it. You, him a, so you pay you him. him another year. So you talk about him another year in the West. So, so, so. So, so, so you tag him and prove it, like 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 what my man just said. Tag him, prove it that he can do it for two years in a row, and 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 totally erase the fact that for the better part of the first four years of his career, he's been absolutely mid. He gets a decent coach, and all of a sudden you want to give him that much money. Like it doesn't make. But it sense. is a prove it contract. It's not a top. It's not a number one contract. He's not resetting I mean, the market. After two years, you he's tradable, cuttable. Like you can cut him, and he, he, the cap hit is like what thirty million or dead, 
dead cap hit. It's not a bad contract from both sides. If he wanted to opt out of that contract, he can. If you wanted to cut bait with him after a couple of years, you can. It's not a five-year, two hundred and fifty-five million dollar contract. Ninety-two million is guaranteed. That's it. And then you run the risk of losing Saquon then. That, and, 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 that, and that's the thing that you that you so what? Okay. So, so what? you want to lose Saquon because you want to pay a mid-level quarterback because he had one year. Yeah, make that make sense. How, how many, how many Super Bowls have you won with Derrick Henry? None. I'm going to go down the list. How many Super Bowls have you won? How, how many Super Bowls have you won with Joe Mixon? How many Super Bowls have you won with Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey? Like I can go down the list. And and how many years? Yeah, and it's funny. It's almost like high level running back with mid quarterback just doesn't work. But I oh, and oh, I, oh, I love taking about it. Well, wait a minute. Okay, so uh, what high-level running back, what's the last high-level running back that won a Super Bowl with a high-level quarterback? Emmitt Smith? Marsh, Marshall Falk? We Big going ben? back that far? Huh? Big Ben with Jerome Big At that point of his career, at that point of his career, Big Ben, Big Ben did nothing to win that Super Bowl. Okay. How many years has Saquon been in this league? Tell me that. Four. No, four or five. Five. Okay. Four. Five? And, and, and out of gotta, these, so yeah, it's got to be five because he would have gotten the fifth-year option. So okay, it would be so, five yeah. full years and now a franchise year for next year. Okay, yeah. so out yeah. of these yeah. five years, how many of these five years has he been elite? Two. I want to say three. Two. I think two. two. Rookie year and this year. I'm going to say three. Rookie year and this year. That's it. And, and one year he, where he was on the way of being elite, where, but he got injured like in the first three or injured. four games. Yeah. Yeah. But he he was still playing at an elite level at that point. Right. Yeah, but then, but then he goes down again. Not not necessarily his fault. But once again, mm-hmm. okay, I'll give you I'll give you two and a half. So this guy that you, you, you're calling a generational-type talent has been elite for 50% of the time that he's been in the league. Uh, is, is that – is he really as good as a guy like Derrick Henry? Has he been as productive as over the last few seasons as a guy like Austin Eckler? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not but, but knocking. If you're going to use that argument, then how many years has Daniel Jones been above average, let alone elite? But, one. But at the same, but one. One. Okay, That's one. it. But at, but at the same time, he has still – I'm using the argument because he's been on the field. And he's also – that's a harder position. It takes more time uh, to develop at times. And now he's got a coach that he can work with, and I can't stress this enough. Once again, the coach believes in him. How many quarterbacks in this league succeed with what Daniel Jones had to work with? One good oh, offensive not, we're, lineman, we're, we're not no receivers, and no tight end. 
huh? can't have that argument because one of the best receiving cores in the history of the game. It makes a difference. Daniel Jones had, who did he throw to? David Pettis? What you're saying is we should pay him a lot of money so that we have less of a chance to make the um, free agent acquisitions to make the That's team not around how it better. works. That's not how it works. Controversy. You know better than no, that. Saw, his cap is eighteen million this that. year. No, his, if you franchise tag him, that whole tag goes against the cap. His cap hit is lower because you signed him. His cap hit was no, that, that's what? very true. That, that's very true. That's very true. Um, but I'm so talking you, you signed long-term. him. His cap hit is eighteen million. And then you prorate it as a signing bonus. I come on, guys. You know better than that. Stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's goofy. That's goofy, man. That's just that's just. You goofy. just don't like him. I'm telling you, in two, three years, if Kenny Pickett is above average, don't. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But keep keep in mind, and, I think Sirius's Penn State bias is showing a little bit here too. <laughs> talk to him, talk to him, Mike. Talk to him, talk to him. Uh, my man is making. Come on, man. You trying to tell me Ben Roethlisberger in his rookie year was elite with Jerome Bettis? Get the hell out of here! I'm sorry, Mama. I gotta do it. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. His first year, Ben Roethlisberger was a glorified handoff guy. Exactly. He threw two interceptions in the Super Bowl. Yeah, sure enough was. He didn't get the bag. I think Willie Parker had better passing numbers than him. Didn't Willie Parker have better passing numbers in the Super Bowl than him? It was it was Randall Lyle. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. My man was was the option quarterback in college. I love that kid. I love that kid. I love that kid. Anyway, <sighs> man, call the number is 929 We done stumbled on some stupid New York Giant football talking. Now my head hurts. You love it. Love it. John I love you guys. Bob Barkley. And Kenny Pickett's head's going to hurt this year if the Steelers don't do anything about that line. Yeah. Well, our offensive line has been built like crazy. I'm not going to get into the sale of stuff, but we've been doing nothing but signing offensive linemen. And we got, I like you know, it. I Omar like Khan it. Coming. I like what they did. Omar Khan, Omar Khan ain't here just doing crazy stuff. We picked up we picked up three offensive linemen this offseason. Keep on keeping on Pittsburgh. Hey, Cincinnati uh-huh. picked up three uh-huh. last year, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the problem with that statement is offensive line, the latter part of last year was actually good. So, but I mean, here's the thing, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, no team lets the offensive linemen go. Okay? Like, quarterback and linemen, you don't let those guys go. If you think they're good, you keep them. Ask, ask Nate Soldier. <laughs> the only uh, good way for him to go, and the Giants picked that bum up, and it was a disaster ever since. So I hope it works out, but I'm just telling you, 
you know, you don't let good offensive linemen we'll walk. Out. Okay. I think we'll be all right. All right. I think we'll be all right. With that being said, we are at the tail end of the show, man. Uh, I mean, this exploded out of nowhere, and I love every second of it, man. Greenwood, give us a plug and a call out to get out of here, my guy. So, um, like Sirius said earlier in the show, next week, um, Monday and Tuesday, we are going to do um, we're going to do our sports city chef's mock draft. We're going in order as far as we can. First round uh, Monday, and then finish that up on Tuesday. We'll probably have a brief discussion on it afterwards. If you want to participate, make sure you get on the call. Till then, I'm I'm out. Peace. Thanks so much, Greenwood, for popping on with us, man. President, CEO of Teddy Bridgewater Fan Club. Um, unfortunately, he will not be eligible to be drafted. He will not be eligible to be drafted next week, but I'm pretty sure his name will get brought up multiple times. With that being said, Mr. Harvey, man, give us a fucking call to get out of here, my guy. Man, listen, I just want to say before I sign off to thank God for LSU because it's been real hard being a sports fan in the city of New Orleans uh, for football. And I'm a Lakers fan, so that's been a little rough too. Uh, But I still follow the Pelicans, and they had an extremely frustrating season. So uh, thank God for LSU. That being said, you go by you, Barbie and uh, Angel Reese. And and listen, they're talking to the, the, the little Louisville point guard who was so good this past season, just made a trip to campus today. So let's sign her up and see if we can make a run again. Uh, next year, man. Go Tigers all day long. Who that? I'm going to scream black and gold until I can't scream no more, bro. So uh, we're going to see what happens moving forward. Looking forward to the mock draft. Um, SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the website, everything we got going on there. Tomorrow night, the college cookout with uh, TP and the villain and other chefs that happen to stop by. Chandler and I doing roundtable gumbo and always serving up spice on Thursday night. So don't forget about the mothership. The time is Sunday morning brunch, 11 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday mornings with the big homie TP and myself. Uh, Make sure to join us, man. And don't forget, you can listen to us on all your smart speaker devices and everything as well. Just tell it, play Sports City Chefs, man. But until next time, as we always say in Louisiana, bro, les, les, bon temps, roulez, peace, yo. Woo-woo. I swear to goodness, nobody does it like my man, the sorry man. Pleasure to kick over this guy once again. Villain, man, I hate you. I hope you have, you know, bad stomach bugs and you stub your toe going up the stairs. With that being said, give us a fucking flow and get out of here. Sanders loves me. I mean, he texts on me pretty often. He loves to hear my voice or get a text from me. Um, everything everything you heard is not true. He's serious. He loves the villain. Everybody loves the villain. I give ice cream to the kids. I'm your friendly neighborhood villain. Uh, villain loves the kids. Listen, you know, we got shows all week. Tomorrow we're back at it. Call us cookout. Uh, everybody's going to come in. We're going to talk some NBA, get that talk going. Knicks <laughs> took a beating tonight. But, uh, you know, it's all good. We got the split. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Um, UConn, <laughs> everybody wants to touch the Warriors. But, you know, it don't matter. We all good. We still, we the champions here. Um, good to hear uh, controversy. And, and Mike, uh, hope you guys join us uh, again. Get, make sure you listen to that show next week. I'm sure we'll all be uh, chipping in doing some, some NFL talk uh, and the draft is upon us, doing big things. I'm out, man. Serious. Holler at your boy. You know you miss me. 
Yes, sir, man. What's going on, man? It's your boy Sears up in that 412 and the 7039. Um, again, such a pleasure doing this show with you gentlemen. Um, I, I will say this in passing. Um, my heart aches. You know, Ralph Yarl, um, and um, Caitlin Grills, two of the latest to be victims of, of gun violence unnecessarily. Um, one was, you know, knocking on the door to pick up the family, uh, knocking on the wrong door, shot in the head. The other one was making a U-turn in the driveway, once again, gunned down. Um, I said this last week, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to beat the drum on it. Uh, when will enough be enough? Um, there's no rhyme wrong. There's no rhyme or reason for, for this type of behavior to be taking place. Um, with that being said, I, I, I pray for 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 the families affected, um, and I also pray that you know soon and very soon we will have a a a, a speedy resolution to, to to this type of behavior. You know, uh, we we live in a country right now where unfortunately hatred and and bigotry and and things of that nature running rampant, and, you know, I, it's just, it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way. But with that being said, man, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. As Keith, you would always say, man, tell a friend to tell a friend. It's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now we know, man, we are gone.